people back again for another episode of the One Two Podcast, Football from the Real, brought to you by myself, Jay, and my usual co-host, Dave. Let the people know you're in the building, bro. What's good? What's good? What's good? Yes. Yes. <laughs> week. Finally. But, um, yeah, man. Episode 20. Slight little milestone there. Something yeah. like, you know, we're, we're slowly creeping up the numbers, so there's that. But also, this was the Christmas period. So before we get onto all the drama this weekend, how was your Christmas, my bro? Yeah, it was good still with the family. Obviously, not not too much family. Obviously, tier four holding us in lockdown. But luckily, I was able to be back with everyone. Yeah, it was good. It was good still. Yeah, I feel you, man. But you tier four was just messing up everything. No, I'm at. Yeah. I was alright, you know. As good as it can be. Yeah. You know, I got a little cold as well, so you might hear it in the podcast. God forbid. <laughs> let's let's hope that everything just goes well. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's just down under the weather, under everything right now. But you know, yeah. take it as it comes. Let's just hold this whole coronavirus tier fourteen can just be over and done you now because I'm tired of it, man. Yeah, a whole long. year of this fit, man. It's long. long. But yeah, man. Let's get on to the drama this weekend. The drama this weekend. <laughs> Boxing day. Was, actually, was even this weekend, sorry. My, what am I trying to remember? No, it was actually. Yeah. My yeah, bad, yeah. My bad. But yeah, Boxing Day this weekend. Yeah. Many men wish death upon Mikel Arteta. <laughs> Risen from the dead. Last hey. minute. No, you have to we have to back back up the vocals for a bit. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> many, many, many men. men. Wish death upon me. Hey, we're coming on smoke. <laughs> Two, months Two months waiting for that win. In holding else to Aston Villa, holding else to Wolverhampton Wanderers, North London Derby. Forget about it. <laughs> Burn your eyes. <laughs> Uh, We've been starving, yeah. My loan at Crystal Palace over, terminated. Over. <laughs> yeah, until further notice. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what a game! What a game! Do you know what? What were you thinking, like going into it? Right, coming into this game, I was thinking. I right, coming into this week mm. because this week Arsenal played Manchester City and Chelsea Yeah, I even made a tweet about it and I said Arsenal would definitely win one of the two mm. because it's just typical Yeah, it might be a, the Man City one and you can say yeah typical Arsenal in the cup competition mm. yeah they get out of the bag or they'll find it against Chelsea I just I don't bank on this side not even this side I don't bank on this club because it's not even a thing about this team that we've got at hand here mm. this is just Arsenal heritage yeah. like they will always find a way against these big clubs so I always said we were going to win one of these two and we lost against Man City so if we're doing the maths that meant I thought we were going to win against Chelsea mm. now realistically coming into the game on a you know taking it like as it is I was like this Chelsea side isn't the best. They're definitely there to be got at. Yeah. But that's not... It's, when you look at this current Arsenal side, that's not something we can say. Mm. Because you could have said that about Wolverhampton. Exactly. Lost. You could have said that against Burnley. Lost. You could have said that against Leeds. Drew. Like, we could have said that against all these sides. 
and we still managed to fumble the bag. Mm, so I wasn't really. I was. I was thinking yeah, it probably will be a Chelsea win, but I was thinking yeah, I was on two sides really. Yeah. But um, yeah, no. How was you feeling coming into it? I was thinking. I was on a similar thing. I can't. I'm not being that like, overly positive because. Right now, I don't really expect much from them. But if we had won both of them as well, I wouldn't have been surprised. I think that midweek game, if not from them, oh, just abysmal goalkeeping. Oh. I honestly thought we had a chance in the game because of like... Yeah, like... Even Martinelli getting injured. Um, it was kind of a, a couple things in that game went against Arsenal and then it was just kind of... Yeah. That was the kind of the side effect. Because I didn't even think City went out of like second gear like that yeah they don't really like, I thought, yeah yeah Foden was good Fernandinho was good but it's like yeah I didn't as a team didn't feel like they needed to do too much yeah and it still slept four passes like, it was just yeah it's effortless yeah, symbolic that's why so yeah I but then even after that I thought confidence was going to be even rock bottom because you saw like Arteta was running with that that luck thing I think his yeah. he was looking at it thinking listen what more can I do like we're even we're not playing amazingly I get that but it just seems it seems like I don't think he could fathom what the reason is which obviously after yeah, this game backing up the numbers yeah. in that interview it's like I hear where he was coming from mm. there's just a time and there's a place yeah. this is not the time it, was, when, it sounds better when when you've won and you say yeah the luck was with us or us finally we yeah. got rid of luck but when you're there and you're thinking bruv this is what when you're resorting to are, the fans are slightly against you and you're doing this. Yeah. It's not the best look. Yeah. But I could hear where he's coming from. But yeah, man, we both were fairly, you know, within a bit of hope, but not really confident. Yeah. And then, um, you know, Arteta just done what he done best and schooled Lampard again. What's that back-to-back dog? Yeah. And you know what? Becoming a bit of a normality at this point. Exactly. You know what? It was just, it was just finally nice to see us taking the game to a team. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Just not sitting back, hoping for that one chance, whatever. And I think, like, I was never... I'm kind of undecided about Smith Rowe in the first team, or well, before this, obviously, because I knew he'd done his thing at Huddersfield. I know he's been doing his thing in Europa and stuff, but just kind of looking at the likes of Willock and some of the some of the other kids that have tried to, like, push the first team... It's really, it is really hard to have such an impact, especially in that midfield. Because if you're in the midfield and you're let down by the likes of Jacko, just it's, or even just like you don't feel at home in the midfield, it's kind of yeah. it's not as easy to shine as like a a Saka who's on the wing and he's kind of he kind of is in his own position type of thing. So yeah, it was really really nice to see Smith Rowe shining type of thing because we all know he's like yeah. talented. But no matter with Smith Rowe is, I've always rated him as a player. Mm-hmm. You know, from the Europeans and everything, done very well. Um, Huddersfield, yeah. And uh, you know, Huddersfield fans were raving about him. Obviously, he scored the key goal to, what was it to keep them up or something? Yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. So he he's done well. He's got a bit of pedigree to his name and all that. Um, obviously, I, whether he's actually the long, long term answer, mm. you know, it's a bit of a stretch, as we're saying right now. Mm. But I feel like what we saw in the game was someone in that pocket yeah like he didn't even need to do anything too special because i didn't he, he had a good game he had a very very good game put in the work put in the graft and everything and 
what he done very well is he just found himself in those pockets that help transition a player mm. from midfield to attack. Exactly. That's all we've been crying out for. He doesn't need to be an amazing world-class number 10 or anything like that. He just needs someone there. Yeah. Someone there to just make that, be the bridge, and then things can happen. And he's done that very well. Done that very well. Big up Smith for each and every time. It's like, when you see someone in that position, it just makes you think. Because obviously, yeah. previously, Meza Ozil was in that position. And since he got exiled out of this exile, we obviously moved to the three at the back system and relied more on the whip and everything. And it's just like, why did you fix, why did we fix something that wasn't broken? Because mm. that, this is this is the answer. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, and all that, I suppose even Ozil himself going out would have been fine if we had someone behind if someone in replacement of him but completely yeah. just completely kind of it was almost as if as if they were like ignoring the situation kind of overlooking that you could see with the way Arteta would speak about we need to finish the chances we need to do this and that that it kind of he kind of was suggesting that there was something missing in terms of creators even bloody trying Lacazette at the number 10 obviously he's he is more deep lying yeah, we had Joe Willick there. But it was, yeah, yeah, it was like, always kind of forcing it. Do you know what I mean? That was my thing with the Urzel situation. It's like, I don't... I Obviously, I ride, I ride out for Urzel. Mm. I think he's a great player and then the way he's been treated is poor. Mm. But I'm thinking, I don't really hold ties to him like that. Like, my, I'm not Urzel things. I'm not riding out like that. Yeah. I don't mind if he's going to be exiled. Just make sure you got someone there to replace 100. him. And I'll forget about Urzel. Yeah, it's just he was always that one guy. But you know, this ain't really about us. But um, yeah, yeah, he just needed but, someone in that pocket, and Smith Rowe done done very well there. But even even on like just touching on from Smith Rowe and stuff, the whole like Arsenal looking towards these the youth players and like not just going with the Williams and the fucking just just forcing players because of what what you would call experience or this and that. You can clearly see that the guy likes like Martinelli, who you were also mentioning, would you would you would have hoped and has had a big impact, and even Saka as well, who's been amazing all season. Mm. It, it, it seems like they play. Well, it's a fact they play. They play for the badge, like that type that type of passion, desire. Yeah, exactly, they want to a hundred, and it's easy to like uh, the the whole passion and desire thing take the piss out of it. But these kids are talented. Do you know what I mean? So mm. they're not. They're not running aimlessly. They're not doing. They're not trying to do fancy flicks. They're not like. They're not showing off. Do you know what I mean? They're doing. They. It's all collective. Mm. So it's really, really nice to see them together, just doing their thing. Really. Yeah. No. The thing I liked about it as well was just like it just fitted. Like it didn't feel mm. like there was players who was because that's something that's been a big theme this season. Whether it's down to injury suspensions or just trying to experiment something new. There's mm. always been square pegs in round holes. Yeah, just shoehorn and stuff in. Yeah, yesterday everything felt right. There was um, Emil Smith Rowe playing central rather than wide. There was mm. Saka actually playing as a winger rather than a wing back or a centre mid. Obviously, yeah. with Saka, he's an exception because he can actually do well in all those positions. But yeah, it was nice seeing him as a winger, Martinelli in the winger, having Lacazette as an actual striker, and this number ten business. Everybody mm. was in their positions and it just worked. Having that yeah. guy in the pocket, it it's like it was just you kept it simple. Kind yeah. of like no overcomplicating stuff, just 
saying it how it is, doing it how it is, and you know what, that's how the result came about in the end. So yeah, not, like you say, like the youth, trust the youth, man. We have to. That's that's the way Arsenal have to go now. Yeah, and before before we move on, we can talk about this in like a later pod or whatever. But that whole thing of play players playing in their natural position, we're seeing a lot of players now kind of struggling or not showing their true potential when they're being forced to um, play in like positions that they're not most comfortable. Obviously, we do praise like the versatile players, like obviously the suckers who we mentioned a few weeks ago. But just kind of having players in their true position it, it shows because you know what I mean they played it all their life they know mm. the position they know the spaces they know the connections that they need to make with the midfield and the defence and it's just kind of being it's not it's not having like a liability in that sense do mm. you know what I mean like not having not having Saka to do everything on one side and not having Lacazette to be scoring but creating deep lying do you know what I mean it's just literally yeah, like you're saying it's more smoother nice and flowing and everything yeah. But um, on that circle thing, it was good to see him as a winger because what I don't want to happen with Saka is I don't want him to be a jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah, I exactly. want him to signify or solidify, sorry, yeah. a position down, preferably a winger. You know, if he does solidify a centre mid, a left back, then so be it. But he needs to, obviously, he's still young, he's still 19, still a loads of time ahead. Was he 19, 20? Yeah, 19, yeah. Yeah, so still 19, still got loads of time ahead of him. So it's not something we can worry about anytime soon. But yeah, something I'd like to see happen because I feel like that's something that's happened with someone like, I don't know, Walcott. Like, players who had so much potential coming through the ranks, they was able to fill in a load of positions in the attacking area. But because they were always there doing a bit of everything, they never got to lock down and, you know, properly master that one position. Yeah, then exactly. They found themselves as that utility player, that, that James Milner type player. Yeah, 100. It's, yeah, yeah, just, it's always a lie though. Yeah. You don't want to waste that talent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, man, that was a great performance from Arsenal. Obviously, I think we should start Arsenal first, then obviously we went to Chelsea and then obviously yeah. the rest of the the week and everything but no it was a great performance from Arsenal like from head to toe from goalkeeper to attack everybody wanted it and yeah. it's just that's what you wanted because it's, obviously we mentioned how the youth are given that kind of vibe of the energy and it's kind of somewhat infectious you could say you know mm. rubbing off onto everyone else but um, I thought it was a good performance for Granite Xhaka you know I'm always here to critique these players but yeah you got to be balanced and give them credit where it's due for the game. 100. Um, you know, he kept it flowing, kept it simple, sprayed some good balls and obviously the free kick. That was nuts. That was yeah, nuts. i got to give nice. credit where it's due. Because when I saw him stepping up to it, I was, the thing is, I wasn't even thinking anything because it's not like I was, was going to think, oh, he's going to miss this. Oh, he's going to score this. Yeah. When it comes to free kicks, I, I don't care anymore because... When it comes to Arsenal with three kids, it's not like we have much of a chance. Yeah. Like, if we get as a percentage, there's about 7% chance Arsenal bag a three kids. So it's like, I, I just, I didn't think anything of it, but credit where it's due. Yeah, to this thing. Um, yeah, just even on like Xhaka, I don't think either of us have really doubted his like ability. Like, we all know the left foot is a mad thing, like the things the way he sprays the balls like the way he can kick balls like that sounds silly but the way he connects with balls and stuff like that I remember even the first few first few months he was at Arsenal was just banging long shots for fun but 
it's that it's that temperament that he has and the decision making and i just think yeah. long term relying on that in your midfield especially in this league is so so it's risky yeah, and for a team like arsenal who are very fragile in terms of like if we go go down it could really like fuck us up type of thing so <sighs> you know my team with Zucker is obviously as i said credit for the, this performance but personally for me it won't change anything. I feel like when it comes to Granit Xhaka specifically, we've been in this situation way too many times yeah. where you go on this poor on the form and I'm not I'm not saying that you're having to change your mind anything, but like mm. I've seen so many Arsenal fans do our like, revisionism on him. I'm thinking like this happens all the time. He goes on a poor run of form, he might, you know, bag a nice little goal. Because I remember he specifically I remember a goal like this against United. Yeah. You know, he's done it so many times. Liverpool like he will back, he'll come with this great goal, he'll come with a couple great performances. Arsenal fans will then think to themselves, you know what? Like Granit Xhaka might actually be the guy. Yeah. No. Like I think there's definitely a, a good player there. Mm. Definitely not for this league. I feel like he's a bit too slow when it comes when things are going bad against us, it's easy for our midfield to get run over. Yeah. I look at it and I think you don't really offer much defensively. You don't really offer much creativity at creative wise. You're just good at keeping it flowing. And then when things aren't flowing, it looks very bad on you. Yeah. So I still feel like someone like Granit Xhaka should make way. Mm-hmm. You know, if he wants to do a backup midfielder, then cool. But all I'm saying is a new midfielder will still need to come in. Yeah. So as I said, if he wants to do a second fiddle, he can do that. <laughs> but. Yeah. Yeah, I I just feel like this league ain't really for him to properly fulfill his potential and excel as a player, mm-hmm. and that's it really. So when it when I've seen all these Arsenal fans on Twitter, I'm thinking, just relax. It's the ones saying apologize for this and that, allow it, bro. Like chill, like because we weren't chatting shit before. That's the thing. It's not like he wasn't yeah. putting in these bad performances in front of our eyes. It was yeah, literally, like credit him for his good performance. Yes. Leave it at that. Mm. Don't get excited. Don't do loads. Like it's just it doesn't have to be that because mm. then we're gonna be in the same cycle, and it's just well, it's a never-ending cycle. Like that's what I'm saying. Look, we'll, we'll credit these players. But I mean, we'll get into it towards the end because I do really want to credit these players. But yeah, man, it's Arsenal fans. Let's not get carried away. But I feel like defensively as well, it was a good showing. Yeah. Um... Pablo Mari having to step in for Gabriel, who was ill or come into contact with Corona, was a bit of a. That was a worry. It was a worry, yeah. Because he's out for three games now. Obviously, one now going with the Chelsea game, so two more left. That's the thing. So when I saw that, in, in, in normal parts of the season, it wouldn't be that deep, but playing games practically every two days. If you're out for even just a week, you can miss like three games, which is a big shame. But. but Weirdly enough, I kind of feel like that will benefit him because yeah. in the last couple of games he's he's been a bit he's off. Lost to, he's like, yeah, yeah. I think the the pressure is kind of getting carrying. Yeah, you know yeah. The, the Arsenal disease is yeah. maybe a bit rubbing off on him, like you know them things there. Yeah. But Murray did step in, and I felt like he done done well. He had like he had a couple shoddy moments. Like where he's a bit slow on the turn and stuff like that, but that's just me being a bit critical. Like I feel like overall as a whole performance, you know, obviously he did give away the penalty as well, but like as I said, overall as a whole performance, I think he was he was solid. 
Mm. You know, there's definitely something there to build off from in the future. Obviously, again, like, this shouldn't be the long-term answer unless he continues this for weeks on weeks. But it was nice. Yeah, it was. It was. Even Rob Holden. Even, yeah, I was going to say even Holden here, he was doing his thing. Yeah, like, he's someone who gets critiqued a lot. And I'm... I'm I don't know about Rapolder, to be honest, because I was a huge fan of him before that ACL injury. Since he's come yeah. back, he's just, he's been so on and off because he will have a solid performance. Then he'll have a really poor performance, like really poor, like that Aston Villa game. Awful. Yeah. The Wolves that goal conceding performances. But then you look to the performance, you look to, I think, I mean, if I remember right, he's quite solid against United. Uh, we won 1-0, like, yeah, yeah. He's just so he's inconsistent. He's consistently inconsistent. Yeah, and yeah. it's just frustrating. As I said, a player like him, like Jacko, if he wants to do a backup role, that's cool because we know on his day there's a player there. It's just to rely on that for a 38 game season. Yeah, that's a big, Can't big run. risk. Can't run. Exactly. Exactly. But. Even even the keeper burn, no, no, I think he wasn't really tested too much. Yeah, no, he's, he's that big commanded. that big penalty save. What I, what I critiqued Leno about, and I've always obviously because the debate was Emmy versus Leno. I felt like mm. the only thing Leno had over Emmy was the shot stopping ability. Everything else, yeah. Martinez was a better keeper, and that's not really a sh- uh, a shy on. Leno, because we'll get on to Martinez later on. Because I just think genuinely he's the best keeper in the league. Full stop. Like that's not even got anything to do with Leno. Like, yeah, it was inc- it was a bit of an unfair comparison. Yeah, in terms of like they're both at a very high level in themselves. Yeah, they're two great but... keepers. Just one is just the best. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So my team was he doesn't command the box like Emi. He doesn't. He's not assertive like Emi. And um. In recent time, especially this game, it was there was just that error, that was the aura of com- um, comfort. So, and yeah. you didn't need to do too much in that game. But as I said, it's that that aura that you know that he's not going to parry. Obviously, this was just one game. Who knows what we'll do for the next game? But this game specifically, none of that parry and shit. When Conor yeah. coming in, he's collecting it. Shots of those little, those little pop shots from range. He's dealing yeah. with that comfortably. Little stuff like that where they're not going to go down on the stats as, yeah, he made this amount of saves and everything, but it's just cool, calm and collected. And that's something that he's missed in his game. And, you know, it's good to see that. Obviously, as well okay. as the penalty save as well. Like that guy's yeah, yeah. goals aren't saying an elite save. Oh, you know what, bruv? I have celebrated that more than all the goals. I think I celebrated The goals were kind of weird. Like, they came about like, you know, obviously the penalty was kind of like, I think with the penalty, it was Jorginho's stupid little. I've, I've said this so many times. Why does he do that jump? Like, yeah, because he doesn't even do it well. Like, Fernandez at least does it kind of well. Yeah, I, Fernandez I would know. jump high, and I don't know. I'm not even gonna get all into the aerodynamics and everything like that. Yeah. But you know, Fernandez one looks right, but his one is just like you know where Jorginho's going. Yeah, and he's so big with it, and he doesn't. Bruno will, if he doesn't obviously do the jump he can, he can bang a penalty normally but if he does the jump thing he doesn't do like the Neymar thing of just like tapping it in 
because Neymar obviously gets him, gets him with the eyes, so you can afford to just roll it in. But Jorginho, the way he passes it like so effortlessly into the net, as if he sent the keeper like I the complete wrong way, it's so embarrassing. Like exactly. Literally, like, and there's that, no point. There's like, no point when you're fucking. <laughs> literally, like yeah. someone like Bruno would put all his energy into it. You see the whole jump, everything. Jorginho, he moves like he's forced to do it, like he's it's part of his contract or something like that. Like, <laughs> like no energy. Literally, man. Literally. But yeah, no. Leno, solid game. Defense, solid game. Tierney, someone who I've said recently been off the boil, back to his best. Yeah. This is the Tierney. This is the Tierney we know. Yeah. This is the. Yeah. Going forward defensively, he had Reese James on ropes. Quite solid at the back. Like very, very solid game. Up there for man of the match shots, definitely. Yeah, very and he's like he's kind of leading from his position as well, like just bringing the fight to Chelsea type, taking the fight to the game, just holding his own is is very good to see. Yeah. Even better. Do you know what? You're right. To be fair. I always have that thing where there's certain positions where if you don't notice them, they've probably had a good game. Mm. And I think Bellerin was, he didn't really have any standout moments, but he was he was overlapping well, to be fair. Yeah, just kept it, you know, kept it flowing, kept it cool, everything he like that. Really, like sometimes you don't really need cool to do too much. Yeah. So I'll give credit where it's due, but still. What do think you think about him being was he captain? Yeah. Captain. Okay, I've, I've got to the man. point with what modern day not even modern day catches but specifically Arsenal like yeah. coming like one novelty item like I don't really get <laughs> about the thing. I was yeah. saying to my boys I, do you remember there was one Chelsea game I think you know the one where we won three no I think when Ozil Walcott and all them scored oh, I remember yeah. Ozil got I mean Walcott got the captaincy because it was because it was his 100th game or something like that yeah and I was thinking bruv it's literally just. It what does that even mean? It doesn't mean <laughs> our captaincy does not mean shit, man. Like you don't just get magic leadership skills after you reach hundred games or something like that. Anyone like, can get it, but it's that. Do you know what? It's because it's that thing of like, I see certain players like, oh, it's an honor to be captain and whatever. Like, what do you mean honor? Like, it's not. It's not a it's gift. Literally, when you reach hundred like, appearances, you know, give them something like a, a cap. Or yeah. give them something like a presentation at the front at the start of the game. Don't yeah, like a little claps or whatever. Like, I think give even them like, the captain's armband, like a little that little thing of just like walking out first and stuff. I guess it means something to them, but doing, yeah. doing the coin toss. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> that's literally they get, they get lost own. in the source of it. Literally, and, and then, then, then just forget that you have to actually lead on the field. And then they get subbed off and give it to someone else. What's the fucking point? Oh, long, long, long. Yeah, it's mad, it's mad. But yeah, no, overall, you know, solid, solid performance from the Arsenal. What I will say about this game is great win, of course. But the bigger game is, in fact, Brighton next week. Yeah, just don't get gassed. <laughs> because Take confidence, but don't get gassed. Not only is it an Arsenal thing to like bag out this win out of the out of the blue mm. against the odds, all of that type of stuff. Not only is it typical for Arsenal to do that and then lose to some any team next yeah. week, but Brighton are genuinely Arsenal's bogey team. They have not beaten them since 2017, home or away. 
they've held multiple L's. Yeah. Like they are genuinely a bogey team. Like it's not even like you could say, oh, Arsenal have beaten them at home a couple times, but when it when you go to the what they call the Amex Arena, yeah, yeah. when you go to the Amex Arena, like then you lose. It's not a thing like that. Home or away, they're still not getting points. They're genuine <laughs> bogey side. And even so, any manager, I hope obviously Graham Potter is, is a better manager than they've had, but they've had a few for a few years. And yeah, what well, Chris Hutton. Chris Hutton. There was another guy. But, there was a, I think they had an interim for a bit. Yeah. But yeah. Like literally any guy there, same outcome. So yeah. It's a big game because obviously Brighton I don't know if I've made a post on my Insta about it, but I made a post on Twitter. They've had the worst home form in the Premier League this season. Yeah. Absolutely atrocious. Like they'd be relegated if their away form was anything similar. Like it's been so poor, and they've only beat on one side. Yeah. That's Arsenal. They've lost what the, the, red, the other thirteen games or something like that. <laughs> that one what? game. It's weird to think like that because I think even I don't, I don't know. Brighton are a weird one because. I did think that they used because I think because they take the game to teams, that's like one example of maybe why they shouldn't <laughs> play. No, like that, which is Brighton, sad to be fair because they're they're playing positive football, but they just get over what they lack is a clinical striker. That's I promise you. If they had a if they had a, like a thirty striker up top this season, mm. they'd be in that top four. But obviously, like it's not a wild thing to say because of how this season's gone, mm. but. They genuinely would have been a much higher up, and they probably would have won some of those home games. Yeah, hundred. If they actually had a clinical striker, like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's all they're missing. Because as you said, they play good football, they create their chances, but as it stands right now, it just looks like huffing and puffing with no outcome. Because mm. well, you got guys like look Morpe, he's a, he's a decent striker, but he's not gonna, he's not a reliable goal scorer like that. He's not even fifteen goals a season. No, yeah, literally, like, he's not that. Like, he's someone good to have, and then you have an actual clinical striker. That's what I'm saying. Brighton should just break the bank for for a top quality striker. But um, yeah, that that game. It's not even next week. It's a couple of days. I swear. Tomorrow, well, it's a, Tuesday. Yeah, technically. Oh yeah. But um, yeah, that's the bigger game. Obviously, this game was big, but that is the big game so don't lose that one but let's move on to Chelsea bro half an hour in let's move to Chelsea now agendas have to run on multiple people and it's always that thing it's always that thing that you don't want to sound like you're just taking a piss or you're not you're being biased or whatever but this Lampard no Chelsea fan can actually accuse me of being biased I've actually I've held it down for you, man, when I really should not have at times. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Hundreds. Literally, any Chelsea fans you even think of that that rubbish, that malarkey, mm. keep it out. Keep it out. Frank Lampard, agendas have to run. It's another big game and another L. Yeah. Like, this guy wasn't... Before, he was just pragmatic and, you know, very conservative. And I'm thinking, all right, maybe this is your... You know, your players are still gelling in. You don't want to go gun hole right away. You're going to let them soothe in and, you know, settle in. And then in the next couple big games after these few, then I'm expecting to see, yeah, goals galore or solid performances and everything. Because I, I remember, like, the first three were all nil nil. Like, United was nil nil. Um, Tottenham. Tottenham was nil nil. And there was another nil nil game. 
I think they were quite pragmatic against Liverpool. Obviously, uh, Liverpool won 2 0. It was quite early on in the season, but still, you know, they didn't really show much in that game to be admired. So, and it's not even just these quote unquote big six sides. Like, they're, they're still holding L's to like, like, yeah, Wolves, like these type of. I believe that there's the stat that they haven't beaten anyone in the top 10. As we record this, they're going to face Aston Villa tomorrow. So maybe they could write the wrongs tomorrow, but Aston Villa are looking immense. On fire. So that's that's looking long. But yeah, Brighton Lampard in these big games, it's, it's not banging. And Do you know what? I don't know. Do you know what, Jay? People get on to, obviously we've done our thing with Ole, but about it being just vibes and no tactics. I, I honestly, maybe I have not watched the games probably, but I honestly do not see what Frank is trying to do. Yeah, he looks lost. He, he actually looks out of his depth. Like, I feel like, I promise you, this is no bias. Anyone trying to run with that. But people try to say Mikola Tell was out of his depth. Yeah. Couple things, yes, you can question yeah. one. But I didn't really feel like Arteta was out of his depth. There was many things held against him, out of his control. Uh, we've, we've said this many times. Through the bad runs, guys were trying to run with that. No. Yeah. There was things out of his hands. There's no excuse for Frank Lampard. He's been backed. Mm. He's got who he wanted. Like it's not like it's it's not like PSG, for example, where PSG make the signings, not the manager. Yeah. So it's like you do with the players we give you. If you don't like them, cut and we'll get a new manager. Oh, yeah, in. exactly. You wanted these guys. You scouted these guys. You came and came with your, your long list. And these are the guys. The you Frank Poole. And you still look out of depth. Yeah. It's mad. And you still look out of your depth. Like this is getting out of depth. I'm seeing guys out of position. I'm seeing wrong guys dropped. I'm seeing wrong formations. Like nothing actually looks right and obviously it was banging at one point against the smaller sides and I was giving credit and everything but it's, it's slowly starting to look like those results when everything was going well was more of an individual brilliance uh, team we, see, we see that with United we see that with these teams like majority of teams at some point where the talent prevails obviously they would say what about Arsenal I don't think Arsenal are as talented unluckily as those clubs but we were only individual brilliance FC last season yeah. with Abamia. Yeah, That's and it. obviously, yeah, you, you, it shows that you don't necessarily need to have. It's, it's, I don't know what I'm getting at, but was this is his second season, right? Because yes. that last yes. season, his first one, losing Hazard, like all the circumstances that we've obviously afforded to these other managers. I think they came. Were they fourth? Yeah. I think he did. Man City were... No, I think he came first. Oh, shit. Yeah, they were third because United were fourth. Yeah, coming... Come yeah, the league Man, to be fair. It wasn't like a convincing yeah, I third. Thought, I always said that was a false yeah, yeah. image because I've, I've, I've been screaming Giroud's name, obviously, as people mm-hmm. know. But Giroud bailed them out in that latter state in like the last yeah. what eight nine games after that lockdown Tottenham, period it was Giroud Tottenham Everton Villa I remember he got a, a good goal literally he was putting on a late golden boot charge like yeah, it, he was saving them exactly so well yeah could, obviously we know Giroud was doing his thing but let's give it to let's, let's include Lampard in it like he had no signings all that transfer ban rubbish yeah like 
I'll credit him for it. Like, obviously, he's done well to finish third and everything. And I won't take that away from him. But I do feel like, I don't know, it just was a bit of a false image when you look at the other teams around them. Like, Leicester, really and truly, should have had that. And obviously, it's not Chelsea's fault that Leicester bottled it. But as I said, I just feel like many factors fell into their hands and it just worked out well. Yeah. Now, I wasn't crediting Lampard for finishing third last Yeah. But you can't really take it completely uh-huh. away from it. It's one of them Exactly. Things. It was a thing of like, cool, we did this, we weren't proud of it, but we, we, we did our best type of thing. But then it was this... It was, best of our bad part. Exactly. And then it was this window that we were all waiting for, everyone was waiting for. And the guy just brought the best players in Germany. And that's that. Best players in Europe and... Or the best young players. One guy will credit. I'll credit um, Thiago Silva. But Dude, even I don't then... think Thiago Silva was a. Uh, this this sounds bad. I don't think he was some like great signing. In 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 a way of like he wasn't like, right. Let's get let's get Thiago Silva. It was more of like cool. The guy's out of contract. He wants to leave. Ch- like Chelsea. Yeah, hundred. It was a 100. it was a, it was a risk, but. If it like, yeah, if it failed, was is he on is he on a year contract? I think yeah. if it failed, the least he would offer is that, like, um, what is it they wanted? That like instant leadership, that like, instant like someone to actually look after look after the players and stuff. Like if he was if he was even rotation, at least he brings something other than his on the pitch yeah, performances. Like, but luckily, is luckily it's bad for them. Yeah, like if it failed, then it would just be a thing where, well, you're gonna retire soon. We move. We'll yeah. actually go out and buy a young, promising yeah. centre back. If it bangs, then it bangs in. Like you look at Ibrahimovic, for example, at Milan. Like he's still banging it at that age. So it's like, if it bangs, we'll happily rely on you for as long as you got left yeah. in the tank. But if not, then not. But I will credit them. He he has been good. Yeah, I'll, I'll give him his credit. I doubted him. I completely doubted him. Now, obviously, recent games, some would say question and say, well, they have lost three in their last four or whatever. I do feel like Zuma's been at fault for a lot of the, the goals that have been conceded in they, these recent losses. Yeah, they definitely so, go down yeah. this side. They definitely go down that left Literally, side. Literally, like, the yeah, Neto goal um, was definitely on Zuma's side. The Everton ones as well. They were, go- they were definitely going yeah, down so, But, um... I big up Thiago Silva, but yeah. the rest of them, you know, Timo Werner. Like guys are telling me, like, you know what? I've I've put my neck on the line out with Timo Werner on Twitter, and all I'm gonna say is the clock is, is ticking. Is, yeah? We're in December. We're, we're entering January. There's five months left for the season. Right? Like if he does not perform, I'm coming back to you. I bookmark the tweet. I'm coming back to mm. all of you guys. He's he's a dud. Like I'm not trying to hear it. Guys are telling me. Now, I'm not going to say Frank is out of his depth for this one because I feel like this is the only one where Frank could actually suss him out and see he's mm. not that guy. Guys are telling me, play Timo Werner Central. That's when you'll see him bang. And I'm like, that's not even an excuse yeah. anymore because whether he's Central or not, he's getting chances and he's just fluffing his lines. It doesn't make a difference. Like, if, if he fluffs his chance in the penalty area, it doesn't, it, it doesn't excuse it because he's being started as a left winger. He's found himself in a central position. Yeah, and it's, we were even talking about it just even with the player position thing. That like Obviously, we, we hear that he's not comfortable with this and that, but 
he played him. He played him down the middle at the start of the season. He was he was putting Tamian Giroud on the bench. Habits on the right. It's been Do you remember it's that one? Already. I don't. It's not like some. He needs some. He hasn't tried it yet. Yes. Oh my goodness. That's, that's right. the bit I was confused about. I thought because when he 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 was he scored. I think he's got four or five. Because he got he got like he got a couple against Southampton. He's got a couple um, Jeremy assists. Yeah, he as well. he played in the he played in the middle before. Remember, we were saying how is he how are they going to do it? how are they going to fit Tammy or Giroud in? And how are they yes. going to fit? Him That's a You're bit like right. I actually got sucked into these guys. I was actually believing him for a second. Like, all right, he hasn't yeah. played him as a striker, but. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not excused it, but you're right. He hasn't played. He's done it. No way. That's the bit I was confused about. Yeah, because I remember even guys. That's why. That's the time when Giroud was saying he wants. He wanted to leave, because I remember Deschamps was saying, "Listen, he's not even second striker anymore. He's fucking reserve." So this whole thing about him playing in the middle is 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 air. I can't lie. <laughs> I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to hear it. Big, big, I'm big. not trying to hear it. And the thing, he gives me Morata vibes. But even then, that is slightly disrespectful to Morata because Morata, as a Chelsea signing, started yeah. off well. I remember goals against that Stoke goal, yeah, the United goal. Like, he started off well. The game that changed him was that game against Arsenal at the Emirates where it was 2-2, I believe, final score. When he had a shocker. Like, Chelsea really and truly should have yeah. ran away with that game. But he had a shocker, missed chance after chance and... Arsenal rescued it in the last yeah, minute yeah, of that yeah. Bellerin goal. Ever since that game, Chelsea fans wrote him off and then that was it really. But at least Morata could say he started oh, off God. well and he was throwing and he actually looked like a bit of an answer at at <laughs> one point. Yeah. I look at Werner, I, he's dribbling, awful. Well, it's not, I'm not yeah. going to go too hard just yet, but he's dribbling, very poor. He's shooting, poor. Like, he's passing, Nothing looks good. Nothing looks aesthetically mm. pleasing. He, the stats aren't there. Man's eleven goals, eleven games without a goal. So they, you can't even throw the stats at me. I just, he just doesn't look like the guy. He's a, he's a dud. Guys are trying to tell me, ah, uh, you know what? He's just, he's he got bare similarities to Jamie Vardy. He just needs that impression. No, much. let's not be disrespectful to Jamie Vardy. Now he's been here, done that. Don't try and run with this highlights. Yeah, I, he's a highlight merchant. Yeah, but to do this in the Premier League, you need to be clinical with it. If you're not going to be clinical with it, allow yeah. it. Hundred. Do you know what? Yeah. Um. I was like at the start of the season when he wasn't necessarily scoring, it was kind of like cool. He's looking sharp. He's like he's like you were saying his dribbling, his passing, this all this type of stuff was looking all right. But now it's like it's all gone. <laughs> like you're yeah. saying he's, he's not even offering simple shit like that. And it's obviously it's a confidence obviously thing. Obviously, it's a confidence. Yeah, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. But Still. he's had the, he's had them little them little breaks that you wish for as a striker to get your confidence back. Them little tapping things. Them little. Um, I think he should be given penalties. To be honest. <laughs> I'm surprised there hasn't been penalties. But then the thing about penalties, that's just a, it's a very good excuse for him to just stand yeah. there. And then yeah. when I come tell people about what he, he is and everything, nobody's going to want to hear it because they're going to be like, oh, yeah, he's in double digits. Mm. More time about seven of them on penalties. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> really? 
Like, it's long. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Tammy's the answer as a winger. He's got no tech about him. I don't think... I'm not Tammy, sorry. I don't think Werner's the yeah. answer as a winger. I've got no tech about him. I don't think he's the answer up top. He hasn't really got the, the, the gal. He hasn't got the clinical edge to him. He hasn't got the intelligence. He hasn't got any of that type of stuff. I feel like... I said it in a tweet. Guys are telling me it's a, a bold call. Like, you shouldn't, like, give him time and everything. He doesn't need time. Just ship him off to Germany. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a deep thing like that. You could just have accept to force that it. a chance within a work. Literally, like it happens. You look at Lukaku, you look at Di Maria. These are guys where they came with big expectations. It didn't work. You ship them off. They have a good time in another league. You have a good time replacing them. We keep it moving. I'm trying to tell people, let's do this with Nicholas mm. Pepe. Like these guys don't have to be the answer. It's not. They don't. No, it have is just the money, and it's unfortunate that, like, I even see like. People are like oh, if seventy-four million for 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 a player that needs to develop is a bit much. Pepe didn't walk in like we say all the time. He didn't walk into that room and say, "Yo, I'm worth seventy million, bro. Pay up." That's your stupid negotiators that are accepting this silly money. But you don't have to. You know, Don Raul. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to fall like you're saying. And I don't know if we'll touch on Havers because he did he play. Uh, he came in as a substitute. And oh, even even the substitutes we can talk about, but like guys like Havertz, guys like Werner, Ziyech has been all right, but he's very injury prone, which we knew obviously going in to that signing as well. And these guys were really like these, I was really big fans of these players. But even now, when I'm saying yeah, because I I tweeted I was like I've only made videos on players that are rate and someone was like you made a Havertz video and I, I was realising bruv this guy is literally he's not rated anymore like he's he's like nothing he's gone off the but surf he was really doing it's, his it's kind of sad and it's unfair on the players just bringing them in just wishing not even wishing just shoehorning them in a the team like you were saying for for what just just because they've been good yeah with Havertz he's someone who I'm willing to give time and patience for because He's someone who's being played out of his mm. position, but him being played out of his position is actually affecting yeah. his game. I'm not trying to hear that excuse with Werner because Werner still gets chances and still mm. misses them. I'm not trying to hear it, but Havertz, he's been played on the right at times, he's been played on the left at times, being played as um, a deeper midfielder. But the one game he actually balled out in was when he was kind of that shadow striker, that second striker behind Tammy Abraham. And I just feel like that's where he works. If you know, if you know him, he's a good goal threat. He's always there to make those late runs, and he'll obviously offer that bit of creativity in that attacking area in the middle. He's not a deeper midfielder. Like you, you've done it with Mount, and it's worked. You can't do that with everyone. He's not that. He's not a winger. He's not got the pace, the agility, nothing like that. Like you can't do that. Play him right behind that strike. He's kind of doing that Griezmann role to a Giroud in the French national team or the Griezmann role in the Atletico mm-hmm. side like those kind of centre forwards slash cams full strikers full nines everything like that like that's that's what Havertz is so with Havertz it's quite sad I look I don't know why but I get I see exactly what's happening with Deli Ali in him but I don't know why I it's just look them. at him and I just think you're in the exact same situation yeah even a bit I'm not I'm not means comparing them but even a bit of like Willock it seems that just that type of player just does not cannot really seem to thrive at the moment yeah yeah no so I'm willing to give Havertz time 
Ziyech. I feel like Ziyech has done well every time he's played. It's just, as you said, unfortunate he's mm. always injured. And was it always a known fact that he was injury prone? To, to be honest, I, I think it was. I was speaking to my friend who plays at Ajax, who is a fan of Ajax, and he's not necessarily injury prone, but the, especially the intensity of the Premier League is a bit is a big step mm. up from the Eredivisie. So, and he's he's not the youngest yeah, no, I mean, lad. Yeah, he's one of those weird players where you you would have thought they were like. 23, yeah. 24, something, but my man's nearing 28, like, and he didn't even notice. But I think Ziyech is obviously a good player. It's just if he continues to be injured, then it's, you got to think to yourself, like, maybe you're going to have to look for someone mm. else. Because, and then, this is where I want to pick up someone, though. Kind yeah. of hustle, though. Now, I actually think he was Chelsea's best player. Um, well, not yesterday, the day before yesterday. Like, I don't know, it's just, I mean, technically speaking, it was the day before, and yeah. we're recording. Yeah. I think he was Chelsea's best player. Obviously, nothing amazing of note, but he was their brightest kind of thing, making things happen. I think him and Pulisic can leave their heads somewhat held high, you know. And I feel like someone like Callum Hudson Adoy, I've been screaming this because it's like people just wrote off Hudson Adoy for absolutely no reason. He done amazingly well as a teenager in a Europa League run in the 2018-19 mm. season. Obviously, he did suffer a big injury in the last stage of that run. Unfortunately enough, didn't get to see the semi-final nor the final. Came back the next season and obviously he signed a big contract. So everybody's onto him, I guess. But again, like you given that big contract for a reason. Like you know, we signed Saka down for a contract. Like. You said these young players they show potential. You sign them down to a contract for a reason, and he did have a poor patch after that injury. As you would, no player can just miraculously come back from an ACL injury just by the click of a finger. We've seen it so many times. It's a very, very key injury, life-changing yeah, injury. But there's definitely a player there, and I just feel like people are just way too quick to write him off. Like when you got clubs like Bayern Munich continuously tracking this guy down, like. Let's let's you know let's how much can we offer this time round? You say no this window, we'll come back the next window. There's definitely a player there, and hopefully now he can finally get his chance. I feel like Frank Lampard's treatment of him has been quite poor. You know he's never really been given that opportunity, been quite misused. But as you said, Werner's not banging out wide. Ziyech is unfit. Hopefully he can now get his role. As a you know, starting <laughs> winger. Do you know what? Touching on like you're saying that the individual brilliance, you would say from um, Odoi, who's not even been played in the league that much, which is a shame. Even on the other side with Pulisic, I think he's that boy. The way the ball sticks yeah. to his feet and he can just run through, and even like the way he drew the penalty, it was mad. Yes, I remember that. I remember that. He's he's actually. And the thing is, he's some he he's a signing you can actually give credit mm. for, obviously, because you look at him and he's giving you end products, he's giving you performances, and obviously the performance against Arsenal was nothing amazing of note, but it was like it was a solid showing. As I said, like he's one of the few players you can say I done mm. a little something, 
compared to everyone else. And you can actually see him blossoming as a player because obviously he came into this league as a kind of yeah. lightweight, good winger, techie, but a bit lightweight. You know, you can see he's getting a bit like stronger on the ball. He's more got a bit more drive to his game, and you know he's slowly growing up and becoming that proper winger. And you know it's good to see because he's yeah, a I was, actually I was, quite like to be honest. Him in Germany, as yeah, as mentioned, but I think that's his first bit of season for Cho- for Chelsea. He is a bit of like you were saying, a bit of a lightweight, so he went banging. But he's coming into his own. Hopefully, he can stay injury free but it's that thing it's peak because like what system are they trying to run where they can have a pure winger because I think that's what works in the Premier League now just pure wings just going up and down this whole this whole wing field I think, yeah. it only I've... works if you're like exceptionally brilliant yeah system. and it works for your it works for your system it's not fair to have a more term those wing fielders mm. the team is built around mm. them but yeah, no, I'd, I'd say Pulisic definitely has to be starting these games. If you're going to use Havertz, use him, him correctly. Have him, like, what's wrong with the 4-2-3-1? Like, I, I get it. People are trying to move away from these 10s and keep them as advanced 8s or whatever you want to do. But it's just like, I'm not saying you have to do an out-and-out out 10 and all that. You make them track back a bit, cool. If that's what makes you happy, that's cool, but it's not by force that you have to revert away from this 4-2-3-1 yeah. system have a striker up top put Havertz in behind have your two wingers and then have Kante and someone else beside him because obviously they rotate between Kovacic and Jorginho and mm. Mount I'd probably say Mount right now because he's probably the most on form deeper Chelsea midfielder exactly. but literally so yeah only Pulisic and Hassan Adoy I'm looking at Tammy Abraham as well and I'm thinking hmm it's like it's a weird one bro like he's he's shown more hope than someone like a Timo Werner for example so I kind of don't want to go into him too hard I just I don't think mm. he's it I think he's a type of player who will really blossom at a with all due respect, and I know Everton are doing very well this season, so it's a bit mad for me to say this, but an Everton-esque side, you know, side do it. They're in Europa League. They might make a, a little push for a Champions League spot, but that's about it. I feel like that's where his ceiling is and that's where he will truly blossom. I feel like for the type of aspirations Chelsea have, obviously they do have aspirations of, you know, title mm-hmm. challenging and stuff like that. I don't see him being a title challenging number nine. So, like, yeah, no. it's just what it is, what it is. I, I, I can't 100, see it. 100% agree with you. He has good fundamentals, but he's just you know what? not that level. Is he too dissimilar to Kavalewin? Other than Kavalewin being a bit better. In terms of that, like, he is quite fast. And nah, he has the hype to be an aerial threat, but he just, he doesn't really seem to be used to his physical... That's it, that's it. Calvin yeah. knows his body and knows his benefits and knows his yeah. strengths and knows his weaknesses. Tammy Abraham does not He doesn't know seem like he's being coached body. very well. Yeah, definitely. And so you look to someone like Lampard and I'm thinking, we'll get on to Lampard now, might as well, that's a nice little segue, but if this was 
Sorry, for yeah. example. I mean, no, no, we don't even need to make the hypothetical. This was, was a situation. Even Conte, bro, when they were when poor, it was going a bit sour. Literally, even Mourinho, we can even throw his name into mm. this discussion. When everything was going bad, it was the manager. Get him out, sack him, have Hooding for the rest of the season, then we'll sort out come the free season. Never the players, never ever question the players at all. But now it's this season. He's actually the thing about it is those managers, they can have a slight excuse because I'm looking at Conte, for example. They had that that Fugazi January where they were signing drink water, Zappacosta, <laughs> well, weird guys. So at least a Conte could say, I wasn't really batched like that. Like I was just given these weird Conte plays where I had to work with. Yeah. And then you had Mourinho, even Sari, for example, like, didn't really get who he wanted. I think he, he went at a couple plays he didn't really get. And yeah, but Lampard got exactly who he wanted. So there's no excuse for him this time around anyways. But it's just like, no Chelsea fan really wants to put the blame on him. Because of that legend, it can only be because he was a legend. I can't think of another reason why you'd be so hell-bent on kind of not blaming Lampard for this. Mm. Yeah. It's also that safe thing. I don't know if the Chelsea board necessarily did this, but you know that thing of like getting a legend in for like um, a <laughs> club legend? Like, as well. I hear that. So, I really do hear that. There's someone spend... the fans can't go against. Really? Yeah, one of those. Yes, yeah, it's, it's safe. Yeah, you're right. Where it's like, they'd have to do something mad. Because second so, managers is expensive, bro. Like paying out five, seven, especially these managers get silly contracts nowadays. Just selling out seven million on, on practically, basically a failure is mad, if you think about it. Yeah, bas- that's basically a little signing or yeah. a big chunk towards a signing. Yeah, and it's because you My failed. thing with this, they spent 222 million, like, They've got, <laughs> they've got a good squad there. That's like, man. People crazy. get. I know it's not City money, but people get onto City. But City have peas, and obviously Roman Abramovich has peas and all that. But the same energy has to be applied. And the thing about point. City, like I've always said this about City, when people try calling City, I'm now recently I can somewhat hear it. Mm. But there's always been a method to their madness. Yeah. Like you see them splash this mile on this port like Ruben Diaz, for example, we'll get onto him. And people might laugh at that one, but there was a bit of a method at madness. They needed the centre back. Yeah. He he had good numbers, cool. He they just weren't they weren't just buying the hottest prospect out at the moment. Like what it feels like what Lampard did. Yeah. But yeah, they spent two hundred and twenty two million. My thing is, you spent that amount, now that, that amount's a mad amount in itself, but you've actually got a good crop of players you done well elsewhere mm. whether I might have my opinions on Werner or some people might have their opinions or Havertz these players banged elsewhere now it's if you stick with Lampard there's a huge risk that this crop will get wasted away and um, value, you'll, be in, you'll basically be in depth yeah the, you, the value will drop they'll basically be in depth it's not a thing like where we're looking at Arsenal for example and it's like Arsenal, you're not coming into something that's going to lose value. So it's like it's not like we're going to sack Arteta to save what value. A lot of these players have lost their value. A lot of these players do not hold weight like that. Mm. But it's like you can stick with Lampard. But I'm just thinking, getting elite coaching, you know, 
who's about Allegri's about um, who Pochettino's about obviously these are names where like, Pochettino might not come to a Chelsea because of his ties with Tottenham and stuff like that but an elite manager can actually take the side to a league title possibly yeah. but Lampard I don't know and I, I, I kind of you kind of look at you don't feel like I, I don't I don't feel sorry for Lampard but I feel like he's out of his step and he never really was like a rating manager like that but he just kind of got that got he got the job on Barrett really it's too early bro it's too early and it's not worth it's like if we had got Thierry Henry honestly I would have been so upset because it's just fucking yeah, ruining yeah because Thierry has no yeah and these guys have no kind of at least backstory to the name like mm-hmm. say Mikola Tech came too early and you know time will tell whether that was the case but at least Mikola Tech could say I've done my coaching badges with Wales and all that <laughs> at least had say, experience <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> but like at um, least top level work experience you know what I mean it's not just a joke thing at least you can say he, or whatever. he or was Darby. the he has a Premier League title to his name technically speaking two mm-hmm. actually with Manchester yeah. City at least you can say he's worked under these top managers at least you can say you know he has an experience within management just not being the top top manager with, as in like you're the main coach but Lampard literally Prior to this, his only job was a half season at Derby. I mm. I can't think of anything prior to that because obviously he was at Chelsea. He went to Man City, went to New York City, ghosted on the scene for a bit. Was then came out of the blue with this um, job at Derby, and then just like that, he got a Chelsea job. Do you know what? Do you know what is peak for him as well? You know how it's kind of like a further narrative of just him being like his dad or his family kind of getting him jobs and stuff it's obviously peak to kind of kind of get rid of that and just show that you're talented within yourself but again this just him kind of walking into the job it's just it's not really it's not fair on him and it's not you can't feel sorry for him because you, you know what you're taking on board uh-huh. especially with our harsh club like Chelsea like yeah. maybe with, again when you look at our set of Arsenal our t- Arsenal are known for at least they're gonna wait till it gets to a peak stage, like when things are very, very bad, and then they will sack Chelsea. They're harsh. They don't care. They will. They will sack you within see one season, if that. And they're yeah, just keeping me because it's just. Oh, that's it. It's just trophies and trophies. Trophies every year. Yeah, man. But like, yeah, Frank. An agenda definitely has to be open because I feel like. I've, I've always said this in my group chat, it's like, if Arteta had Frank Lampard's backing, I, I promise you, like, I not, not if he's backing up, if they, if he had his backing with that Chelsea squad, I mm. promise you Arteta would do, be, be doing better than um, what Lampard is doing now. And if Lampard was in Arteta's position, he'd be doing worse. Mm. Mm, I feel yeah. like it's, yeah. it's always been a thing with Arteta, it's the simple facts that he just hasn't been back and that's what I'm saying with Arsenal fans do not get carried over this win this win does not change anything there's there's not there same be, players yeah there yeah. shouldn't be players in this side where you're saying oh you know what let's give them a fourth chance I believe in them no they need to go move them out we need to get these players in the board still need to back Arteta and give him what he wants this result changes absolutely nothing mm-hmm. And do you know what? It's also that thing of 
I know we like we obviously critique players and stuff. We all understand levels, but these guys are pro- professionals. Do you know what I mean? So they they can perform on like a one-off occasion, but being a top pro, being the best in the world, is all about consistency. Doing it every week, and there's no point doing it fucking once a week and then earning your stupid money for four years, or whatever. It's it's, um, it's not it's not the way. It's not the way. So. Yeah, that's it really. Like poor performance from Chelsea overall. It looked like they didn't want it. And I'd say this if I was a Chelsea fan, this would be the worrying result now. Obviously, they'll probably they'll definitely secure. I mean, you can't really say definitely to be honest, because that result means Arsenal only eight points behind Chelsea. What I'm saying is never say never. Don't shoot a messenger. I'm just here to speak. I'm just here to spread the facts. That's facts. <laughs> like if you you know, if you take how you want, like but Arsenal mm. only eight points behind, who knows what can happen. But I like to think they should just they should still be guaranteed European football, whether it's Europa League or Champions League spot. Obviously, that's not when you get back to 222 million, he didn't expect another Champions League spot as he did the previous season. He's expecting titles. But yeah. this would But be what do you think about before you move on, what do you think about him like I remember that after the Everton, I mean Yeah, Everton. How he kept saying like this team is not a title winning team yet. Like I don't know why people thought we were gonna win the league. We're not even we're not even close. What do you think about him saying stuff like in, in the interviews as well? Do you know those memes that go around and it's just the one with my man's face? Yeah, and he's saying, <laughs> Can I just get an extra three hundred mil? <laughs> <laughs> he knows that he's kinda of messed up man. And he mm. he just he's greedy. He just yeah. he wants to you just wants to go splash more cash and you know what it's it's a career you know, you've talked about it so many times but the way the way you buy like three of the best players in the in the in europe i guess you could say when two of them play the exact same position <laughs> you already have two or three your midfield is perfect yet you go and buy two elite you're just thinking like that is that has short term written all over it. Do you think he thinks he's going to be there for a long while? Uh, it's it's such a techie one because I'm trying to think how he's kind of viewed there. And I feel like Chelsea, I don't know. I feel like Chelsea might actually be sucked in this whole legendary status kind of thing and he might actually get the time. But I'm thinking, no, you just... Changing the philosophy of, like, chopping and changing every... Yeah, every, every, Because even sacked. successful managers, they get sacked. Yeah, like, I'm thinking, someone like Roman is, like... There's many guys in this game, but Roman's one guy does not mess around with his P. If he's giving mm. you 200 plus million to spend, he mm. expects stuff. And if you don't get it, I don't care if you've been a legend, if you're... You know, I don't know if the stadium's named after your dad or something like that. Like, nobody really well, cares about any of these niceties. He's a businessman, mm-hmm. a business only. Mm-hmm. He wants the numbers, he wants the trophies. So, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like he, he knows his job's safe at the moment because, obviously, if we, we've gone a bit harsh. You know, like, it's, it's, bad. it's not bad for him, but it's worrying for him. It's not it's not an improvement from last season, yeah. especially after after everything. Yeah. That's what it is. Like, really. I don't want it to have to get to a point where they've lost, I don't know, six on the bounce for me to then say it's warrior form. This should yeah. be warrior form because of the expectations and the amount that was spent. And it's also the amount of games that they're losing. Like they don't need to they don't need to do an Arsenal and lose every fucking game in a row. I mean what? That's, if you're winning if you're winning one every Yeah, if you're winning what is it? 
won every other game. That's it. Like you're winning, winning one week, losing the next. It's the same thing. Because remember last year, they oh, the losses that they had last year was mad. I think they had double figure losses. No, I think that was the season before. Ah, uh, okay. Where they were what holding what holding six to um, Man City, then four nil to Bournemouth. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That season was <laughs> that was a mad little season. But but then they still fucking still managed to not. They like, it doesn't really show in their league. They still finished position. the best of a bad bunch. I don't know how they yeah. do it. Like, I, that's what I'm saying. I it's a talent, though. It's the, and it's that, it's that like underlying talent, really. I don't like, want to take respect. it away from like the Lampards, the Saris, but mm. I don't really want to credit you for that. It was a lot yeah, of individual I... brilliance when everybody else around you fumbled it worse. Mm. And you could have been the one to take... Yeah. Um, but a bit of individual brilliance. The season before it was Hazard. Last season it was Giroud, and they found themselves in a Champions League spot. Last season they lost twelve. They lost more than Arsenal game. Yeah, we just drew. But yeah, this twenty twenty was actually a good. It started off as a very very good year for Arsenal. Losses wise, yeah, like there was literally what was like thirteen games without a loss or something like that. After mm. that United game, no, after the Chelsea loss two one. We came into the new year, 1-0, no, 2-0 win on the opening day against United. Then, yeah, it was about a 13-game stretch with no losses. So, Do you know what, though? Yeah. That's even a, a wider thing with league football. Like, you know, you've, other than Arsenal, like, not many teams draw nowadays. Like, it's, they do tend to go for the win because that three-point margin is so, so significant, especially with... You know, when it comes down to like one point and stuff like in the league, having that three point advantage over someone is just much more important than just one. Yeah. But yeah. Because of that, the way teams go, we'll probably yeah, get on yeah, wrong with the Wolves Spurs game. But yeah, yeah no, we, we spent enough time on this Arsenal Chelsea game. Man said one yeah. last 10 minutes. We're going to try to <laughs> round it off in the next 20, 25 minutes. So when we go to the yeah. Liverpool West Brom game, you can catch it. Yeah, not not the most exciting, so I weren't watching properly, but I had it on. Yeah, Big but, Sam, you know, master. Honest, that's the, I, honestly, I thought it was. Uh, I didn't triple captain it myself, but if I was if I was on the FPL midweek, I would have been a triple captain too. I thought it was a banker for Liverpool. To I feel like if, and I don't know why I didn't think about this. Like logically, logically speaking. Why would anyone yeah. have any divine right to be triple captaining or even captaining? Because I captain Mohamed Salah. Why yeah, would you do that yeah. to a low block? Because this isn't the West Brom of before. Yeah, this is that's the thing. And I didn't that think about that. Hundred, it literally that I, I when I saw after the game, I saw like, oh no, no, watching the game, I saw my man on the sidelines. I was like, shit, <laughs> this is not, this is not a fucking, this is not a West Brom that with Bilic they were going for it. To be fair. Because West Brom have that, they have a few talented players like the Dean Garners, the um, Pereira. that Pereira. That's it. Like Gallagher. They can put, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gallagher's a good. He's been a good um, loan from Chelsea. Yeah, they were going for games, but they would just get caught out. But yeah, yeah no, can't attack. Very really low block. Like this was defense. This was football terrorism at its finest. <laughs> and the thing is, I, I, I don't obviously for the beautiful game. It's not nice to see, but it's just like, you know what you're getting with 
big Sam, you know it's gonna get your results. And he will survive. Surviving. That's it. It's surviving. And it's just it's got to a point where it's like, don't hate the player, hate the game. Mm-hmm. This is his game. Mm-hmm. Like you suck it up or find a way to to counteract it. Like if you're not gonna counteract it, then just cry. I think Liverpool missed a few um big chances. I know um Johnston, the keeper, had a good game. Yeah, he pulled off some good saves. Had a very good game, but overall, uh, yeah, again, like I, I really look at it. And I feel like I can't really put too much blame on Liverpool. Twenty-one like, percent possession. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's so hard to break down those type of things. No, do you know what? Three shots on target. Oh yeah, to Liverpool's yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, that is mad. Liverpool did not have and more anywhere near enough shots on target. That is mad. I don't. I'd even see that. Like yeah. I get it, they're they're doing their thing, and it's you know it's very hard to play against and all that type of jazz. That, but I look at someone like Salah, you know. Obviously, I'm not going to criticize Salah. Obviously, I feel like he could have done more this game, but that doesn't taint anything he's previously done or anything like that. But I look at this game specifically. Had a bit of a quiet game, found it very mm-hmm. hard. Firmino, Mane had his one chance, took it. Like. You know, the team that they played wasn't even that bad, man. Who they, they played West? I mean, Liverpool. Sorry, they've had they played they fielded worse teams this season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I look at even, my team yeah, again. Yeah. Injured. Like, that guy cannot play because just the run of games, bro. Him and Bai are just the most injury-prone centre backs in the world. And the thing is, they're both funny. The difference is, Matip is funny. But he still produces. Mm. Bay is just funny, and he's just a calamitous centre back. He's just <laughs> error prone and all that type of stuff. And it's just funny to see, man. <laughs> but like Joe Matip is such a funny guy, fam. Have you seen mm. him when he walks? It's so lanky, walk. bruv. It's so jokes. It's too jokes. But he's honest. He's actually a solid defender. But it's, yeah. even then, he got the assist for the goal. Brilliant lofted ball over the top. Yeah, really nice. And I've, I think. If he wasn't so injury prone, he would actually be a very good centre back. Probably be up there in like I don't know top five. Mm. But it's it's such a pity he's injured, and you know Liverpool. I'd be if I was I don't know Liverpool fan, Liverpool manager, anyone in the Liverpool hierarchy, I'd be slightly worried to be honest because you can't rely on Matip. You know, Van Dijk. Um, obviously, not worried. Sorry, the way I worded that. Obviously, I still think Liverpool will stay at the top and their overall performance is cool. Like, not worry on that behalf. I'd be worried specifically on that centre-back side of things. Mm. Because right now, Matip, you can't rely on him for fitness. Van Dijk's out injured. Gomez is out injured. These are long-term injuries as well. They've only got Fabinho, who credit to him, he's been amazing at centre-half this season. But he's not even at centre-half. Now, it's going to be... Fabinho and Reese Williams. Now, God forbid, but if anything happens to Fabinho, you're going to have two academy graduates in that set of position. That's a worry. Mm-hmm. 100. It's not, it's not something to build off. Yeah, they, they, they've definitely been extremely unlucky, but that doesn't change the fact that that is a worry. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, 1-1, one, one, there's not really much you could take away from that game. I'm, I'm still putting Liverpool up for the title now. I still believe they're in their groove. This was just a very... This is one of those tough games where you just have to ride it out. They left with a point, so I guess... Yeah, they didn't lose. 
yeah, we keep it moving on to next week. They'll be back and free-flowing. I have no doubt about that. But we'll move on to the Wolves-Spurs game. Another fairly boring game, some could say. You know, I would say Wolves, Wolves actually turn it up in the second half. And I, I could argue they, they deserve to win that game. Do you know what? It was the thing... Tottenham started off like a bullet, just running, obviously, their first little chance. And then... They score a goal and part the bus. <laughs> like, it was... <laughs> Do you know what's jokes about Mourinho? Did you catch the interview? No, I, I missed it. Oh, I missed the guy was saying... So the guy, he was saying, so cool, we see that. Do you know what? The interviewer as well, he, he wasn't in the Jeff Street. Jeff Street usually like pokes at him. He was, mm. This guy was being a bit more like friendly. He was like, cool, do you think the way that you played maybe stops you guys from scoring? He's like, you know how I play it, but I don't want to speak about it. He knows that. this. Mm-hmm. He knows, he's like, yeah, I know how I set up my players. I know what. And you're thinking, bruv, you know this. You're telling us you know. So why, why are you like, what's the point? Especially as he played five at the back against Wolves. That's literally Wolves' thing. I swear Wolves are moving away from five at the back as well. They're trying to they do, do a four at the back these They're days. trying to do a four at the back. Oh, it's, it's ironic, man. And you honestly... Check out right Nuno with Nuno's. It's sad. It's actually sad for... It's sad for Kane and Son, who are effectively just being... I feel like they've they've now been squeezed out. Like, they've been rinsed out. And you can evidently see these guys are tired. And obviously, you know, people, we all joke about XG, XA, um, expected goals and expected assists, but these guys were just proper outperforming that. Do you know what? They even played, they played against Stoke. It's just completely unnecessary to play them. Obviously, I think Kane scored, and I'm not sure if Son got an assist or whatever, but. It's, just, it's, not, it's not fair on these guys, bro. And then just leaving them to have one chance in a game. It's not. Literally, it's like when these two have now. Ju- that was that was always my worry. I, I don't know if I mentioned it in the podcast, but I didn't. I didn't think it would be a form issue. My worry was if Kane and Son got injured. Yeah. These guys would obviously be messed up. But it's like they haven't even had to get injured. They've just burnt out. Gone a bit of form. Yeah, it's not even a, a, a form kind of thing. You're right. They've just burnt out. Like mm. you need someone there, and this is where I look to guys. This is where. The signing of a Vinicius, a Bergwijn. These guys should now assert themselves as, yeah, we're going to come in and fill the void for a bit, take the pressure off a bit and, you know, fight for this spot. Because you can't keep burning out these guys. Like, when when it's not working up top, it's, there's nothing. There's nothing there. Yeah. And, you know, I, I kind of got sucked in myself to be honest because I, I thought it would work, but it was obviously never really sustainable. But, Jose's found a way to usually make it sustainable in his career in previous times, but nah. Yeah. This side is not winning no title. Like, we'll get onto it later, but I kind of feel like Man City are quite underdogs for the title, but ultimately it's between Liverpool and Man City. Yeah, the league is like shaping up. I think little results like Southampton joined against Fulham. Like obviously, Southampton was second at some point, whatever, just for a bit. And it just shows that them type of teams, they're just, they're due to like, they're not as consistent. Do you know what I mean? As, as uh, obviously, ironically enough, Liverpool dropped points today, but just the, the cities and 
even even United, I guess. You could put them in there. I'm not too sure. But they're, Everton, they're a weird one. Everton, they just come in patches. Yeah. But Everton's and Leicester's, you just don't see them doing it long term. You don't think so? I mean, obviously, we'll get on to Leicester. The Everton game is nothing really low of talking about, really. So we probably won't talk about that one, but we'll get on to Leicester later on. Mm. But um, we might as well I'll close off this Wolves game. I do think, big shout out to uh, Pedro Neto. Uh-huh. Neto, Podence, and I think Silva was unlucky, but he's, like you're saying, he's getting I think it. with Silva, he's actually grown into it yeah. now. Yeah. Like, he looked like one of those, because obviously he's a young player, came for a big fee, and it just felt like there's a worry that he could be out of his depth. Kind of like what's happening with uh, Rian Brewster at Sheffield United. There was kind of that worry that would happen with Silva as well. But mm. I look at Silva and he's actually going into it. Nice little link-up play. Could have had a couple goals. Like It will come. I could see something brewing up. It will come. Yeah. But as you said, Pudence, Neto. Beautiful. But, these guys could easily make it. I mean, Neto is a wonder kid. Mm-hmm. Put him in that conversation. Pudence, like, you could easily be... Give him a couple more game weeks and he'll probably certify a spot as that player who can definitely make it into a uh, a top six side. I'm, I'm looking at it, He's doing... Like, guys were hyping up uh, Adama Traore last season. Mm. That was false hype. I'm looking at Pudence and I'm seeing an actual quality player on the ball off the ball someone who can actually make things happen not just someone who's baby oils on the elbows and just hitting it and doing up 100 meters no, do you know like, what Jay you know I, I want to speak about the trier for a bit because I'm a I was a big trier fan I, I, I was into the false image I'm not going to lie I was never <laughs> never <laughs> I got corn for it no, everything Jay that guy that guy he's the way he's developed now the way he's actually starting to be a serious Premier League footballer he's now been programmed to run down the wing and cross the ball in the guy you're not you're not stopping man running down the wing and you're not stopping him crossing it in and if Jimenez was playing I'm going to be honest there would be a bit more there would be numbers for him because I think he's got like you probably think he's got no goals and assists in like 20 games 20 21 <laughs> like the thing about him I've always said like obviously physicality He's got it. Yeah. Pace, strength. Yeah. If you've actually got the ability to to make that happen, then boy, you've got a, you've got a proper player in your hands, without a doubt. Because he ticks the physicality boxes and he ticks the technical boxes. He lacks the technical. It's like yeah, I can get one of my boys. I got a couple of hench guys in my group. Just because they're inch does not mean <laughs> that you're good at ball. <laughs> no, but this guy can dribble, man. Allow it. He can actually you think? carry the ball, bro. He can carry the ball. Ah. And he can beat guys. But he, that's the thing. You see the numbers thing. He basically created that goal against Arsenal. When man did the little pirouette thing. He's techie. Yeah. He is techie. Yeah. But do you know what? His fight, his his, sh- his shooting, number one, is dead. I think he I don't think he even bothers to shoot anymore, I'm not gonna lie. It's not yeah. it's not the best. And the crossing thing is getting a bit of hit and hope. He's just, he's just playing the wrong sport. Like, he should be an NFL player or something like that. Just bombing down like, for them touchdowns. Just no kicking, no... You know? No passing, really. Just, just running and beating guys. You worrying about Spurs, Literally, like. bruv. <laughs> you should be worried about the other Spurs, like. Hundreds, hundreds. But, 
yeah, no, brilliant on the wings, them too. And yeah, no, overall, Wolves are looking solid as ever. Not much you can really take from it because they found themselves, what is it, down there 11th now, something like that. So it's not amazing. But they got a dodgy loss against back. Burnley, to be fair. I don't remember. When was that, was that last week? I think they lost two. Oh, you call that dodgy? You think that was a dodgy loss? I think that was a dodgy loss, I can't lie. Oh yeah, because we didn't really have the podcast last mm-hmm. week. Sorry about that, people. Like, man, I was just tired in it. But yeah. um, that, but I don't know. To be honest, I feel like Burnley were, and I, I'm not even a biggest fan of Burnley. I, I you know, I call them all the time. They're getting tacky. <laughs> like I'm looking at that. What Charlie Taylor at left back? Yeah, you know what Brownhill in the midfield. Yeah. You know what Nick Pope in a goal was solid as ever. Mm. Tarkovsky, Ben Me. You know what? I might have been wrong about it. Yeah. Do you know what? They're changing that image. <laughs> They're playing ball now. Yeah. I think from from but, Burnley's point of view, it's a good win, but I think it was a bit of a dodgy loss. After lo- after winning against Chelsea, and you're losing to Burnley, and then winning. And then oh yeah, no, I, I feel like Wolves definitely on paper should have found a way to win that, especially with, with their home as well. Yeah, no, their way. To be fair, that's why I was thinking. Oh. It was right. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, no, you know. They're, tw- they're 11th, 21 points. Mm. If I do my maths real quick, they're two wins off top four. It's a weird season. So, Big game against United next. Oh, is that the next game? I think so. I it is. It before. That side in four, who they are six points off, is United. Yeah, <laughs> literally. That's what I'm saying. This, this season's weird. The storylines, everything's just fair enough. Okay. It seems to be like when you need like oh I'm two points ahead away from so and so like you're playing them next week. Type Boom! Of literally clashing in a six pointer, but at, at the top of the league. But yeah, man, those are the three games. Obviously, Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, West Brom, and Wolves, Spurs, and we'll just do a little roundup for the rest of the, the stuff that went on in the English game before yeah. we close out. Now, as I said, Manchester City. I personally feel like they are underdogs for this title. Mm. I don't know what your thoughts... I'll, I'll tell you where and then I'll get your thoughts on it. But I've made a post on it today, but their defence is genuinely shored up. Like, yeah, it's not they fixed the it Yeah, like, it's not like... Because, obviously, we see loads of attackers stat padding, but defenders can also stat pad, like, a kind of thing where they can get these clean sheets in, against these smaller sides and it looks good and everything, but they're not really being tested. But... They've been tested. Like Diaz has been tested against Arsenal, albeit you know mm. people come back everything, but Arsenal's still a bit of a threat. Mm. Liverpool, United, um, Everton is coming up now. Like they've 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 been doing it against the top sides. They've been doing it against the small sides. Whether you're top small, the John Stones and Diaz partnership there strong, mm. very strong. very strong. Clean sheets everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Best defense in Europe. As things stand right now, statistically and everything, only but lost if you look two at like, games as well. Literally, and I, I don't think them two have conceded a goal. No, they haven't actually. Yeah, you know, you got the right back spot, uh, Cancelo doing his thing. I think he might be my ball of the week. I might need to. It's between him and Watkins. Really, we'll get onto Watkins and the Aston Villa game, but it's between them two. But Cancelo, a proper attacking right back. Mm. You know, 
they just need things to click up top and yeah he's, which he's is so it. strange to think about for City as well but. it's weird he's Pep Guardiola has genuinely switched up his, swell, um, his style so like, he's, he's actually switched to a more primitive style do you remember I remember we were touching it a lot the last time we spoke about him just being like this this all this nice football stuff you men are not rating it you're not appreciating it so I'm just going to be here and get my results and bounce because even do you even it's funny you say that a lot of people are kind of they'd written them off and now they're thinking cool they're Man City like we need we can't we need to put respect on their name but Pep's not even on a thing of like getting gassed really he's kind of he's, he's still doing his humble role yeah he's doing his humble because I think people don't people don't like it when he does the yeah I'm so proud of my boys they're doing well yeah because they try to be like he's cocky like yeah, technically yeah but he kind of had a right to be yeah that is it's team work they were sweeping yeah. the league I can't lie like he wants to be humble no situations but yeah no we said it in a book a long time ago I actually made an edit for this and I just I never really got around to posting it but the missing piece is Erling brought Haaland you know yeah <laughs> that gunman goal scorer goal galore you know this would be a nice step up for him and if he really does have the dreams of playing for Madrid one day it, he can still move to there in a couple seasons time there's no stopping this a Champions League yeah. side a side that need to win a league title obviously his dad used to play for Man City he has ties with Man City I feel like if I remember right I saw a picture of him in a Man City tour. he was a bit of a City fan growing up like he's yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy they're calling out for right now put all the ends down for him I said it Aguero a lovely player in his prime elite top of the top right now he's finished I don't know hey. truly caught up hey. with that guy Gabriel Jesus again mm. don't know if you could rely on that guy as the main goal getter of the side but mm. yeah a nice little hard obviously they probably won't get him in January but yeah I just feel like Man City are as you said they're doing up the humble role right now they're the dark horses for this title I, I, I still I'm putting my money on Liverpool but yeah I feel like yeah. Man City will definitely finish second for example I feel like Andre, there's none of this like out of Europe yeah yeah they're making up ground right now and they're quietly going about it that's why I felt like I needed to shed yeah. some light on Ruben Diaz one of the signers of the season but you know very good sign so what you on board with that one there yeah I was I wasn't I wasn't completely against it but because I thought just another money move but after I did my little like, research on him and even just seeing this on the eye test yeah no my thing with Ruben Diaz is if this signing did not work then I will properly open a dialogue on Guardiola as much as he's one of my just I'll have to because it's it would have been a couple too much flops as of recent but even then you're looking at obviously Ruben Diaz is now done very well and he's living up to his price tag but you look at someone like Cancelo like obviously people I mentioned obviously just a couple minutes ago but people do make the joke so Man City have spent how much on a right back slot and they're just going to splash another 50 M's on another right back stuff like that but he's actually producing the goods right now and no one's really actually spoken about that you know what Jay I've just looked they have a kind of a mad little two games they have Everton and Chelsea away. This would be the ter- if they can escape this one unscathed. I'm talking what four points. Then yeah, people need to slap that respect back mm. on City's name. 
Yeah, because then it gets it gets calm for them easy. after that. You know them ones where it's a it's an easy just ten no. <sighs> them standard ones. Them ones where they just go a few months. Yeah, straight wins. Yeah, but yeah, no. So yeah, no. Big up City. I see what you're doing on the low. Obviously, the football isn't great right now, but it's getting results, and that's what they do. They just need to make up pace. As you said, there's no time for all that nice stuff. It's a results game. Just get the results and keep it keep it moving. We'll touch on the Leicester United mm. game quickly. Now, mm. yeah, it was a bit of a weird game. Like I don't really feel there was much really I could take from that game, other than the fact that Bruno is would inevitable you... and will just always find a way. Would you say it was yes. end to end? Yes, I, I will yeah. agree that. I thought, it was, I thought it was a very good game. Yeah, it was like it was a good game. It was an entertaining game, but there wasn't much of note. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a quality type of good game. It was a kind of like who's gonna have enough quality to score type of thing. Because even the goal, the first two goals were very good. Good finish from Giroud. I mean, Camille. Good finish from Rashford. A bit of a. I saw someone tweet like it was an amazing cross from um, Fernandez, but these times he just passed it out. It's kind of that thing. He just the oh, guy can get numbers any way was, they can't. I don't even think he meant to do that. He was just, he just yeah, like, stuck his toe out or something like that. <laughs> someone was like, it was an amazing pick out from my man. Yeah. It just it just shows that like, literally numbers do not lie. They do not. That's it. He's yeah, got that good, good touch finish right now. Where everything he touches just turns to gold right about now. Do you see the thing the other day where man was like, "Yeah, I'm trying to get more goals and assists in games." I was like, Damn, "This guy you, knows he's." Know he like, did you actually see the celebrations? I was yeah. like, before we celebrate any goals with my teammates, the first thing he done after Rashford put in the back of the net, did you see my assist? What the fuck? How, bro? This, this guy's. Oh, I'm not even gonna say too much because he's producing a good, so it's gonna look like I've got an agenda. But that is a mad little. Do you know what? Who was like? I think it's you know when strikers are like claiming the, the dubious goal panels. They say where they're claiming goals. Like, yeah, I swear it touched me. I swear, my, someone oh, was live. This guy will run it back. Yeah, I always, I will always remember that. But yeah, this guy this guy lives for them for them goal contributions. Goals and assists are killing my people. But you have to be there Literally. to do it, man. And it's is he's doing that. Yeah, I, 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 that's Rashford. Though I do feel like this is my slight critique of him. It's not a critique, but he needs mm. to be a bit more clinical in some of these situations because he had two great chances, and if you put them away, they would have won that game three four two. I want that because I'm 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 a big yeah the header and you know the one where he was in on and he just kind of yeah I want I want to give like credit to Schmeichel but as a striker yeah, very very good, very, very good save but as a striker you have to you have to find a way to put that away but even as a save I was I was interested to see that because he he had to pick a side because the ball the ball struck very well it was just a very strong hand I think Schmeichel basically. Yeah, I think he didn't. I think Rashford didn't expect Michael to go that side. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it was strange because, nah, yeah, like he had a Schmeichel, lot of time. I mean, to think about Rashford it. made it kind of big. 
Louis said his because he was shaping up yeah, to like across and all that like it would have been a bit more unexpected if he kind of finessed it down the right hand side or something like that while shot on the right do you know do you know what was nice you know the um that they, they broke again which Leicester uh, they, they've had like a lot of like one-on-ones and a lot of breaks which is strange because I think Fana and I forgot who else was playing they played well but Martial did really well to it was offside unfortunately but that type of just where you have to let the keeper decide especially a keeper like Schmeichel who is very he will use anything to his advantage like he's in your face he, he's not he doesn't give much I mean away. once we're on Martial what are your thoughts on him? Because I'll, I'll tell you for straight, like, you know I've backed him in previous times, but I'm, I, I, I'm very close to just washing my hands off this guy, I'll be real. Like, I, I know he's crept into it's form as of recent, but I look at someone like Cavani of recent. Remember I was saying, I don't think Cavani would start. He, he has to start now. I I, he's offering he goals, he's offering assists, he's offering link-up play. He's offering all those type of stuff which you need. You would expect to come from Martial, and Martial's offering those in patches this season. Obviously, I've I've always said winger is his best position. I don't care how well he's done as a striker last season. Winger will always be his best position because you're wasting a, a player of his dribbling ability, agility type of stuff mm. like that. Just playing off the shoulder of a centre back. Yeah, well. so. No, it's not Martial. Yeah, all that type of hold-up play stuff. He's never been about that. Why are you trying to force that on him? This whole number nine business. Stop forcing that on him. He's not a striker like that. It's, it's such a weird obsession because you could just happily put him as a winger and he would do bits. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, I feel like I'm about to wash my hands of him. Not wash my hands of him, but it's just like, you know, he's... Yeah. It's getting just, tiring now. Just he's not, and this is... This will now be what is six season if he ends this season. Six year, bro. He came in twenty fifteen. Yeah. That's mad. So we're entering twenty twenty one, sixth year. Like it's like how long mm. are we gonna push for this now? And the Ballon d'Or oh, come on as well. Is, you know he's actually younger than Jamie Vardy. Yeah, I did not. I honestly when That's I saw so, that I did it not. It feels so weird to me because he's feel like he's been in this game for so long. I thought Cavani was Gee, done. Fam, he's, he's definitely got a couple more years left in the tank and, you know, it looks like he is going to put this number seven curse finally to bed. Obviously not doing mm, Ronaldo yeah. numbers or anything amazing, but, you know, compared to some of the number sevens of previous, if he ends with something like, mm. I don't know, 10 goals, just 10 goals alone, that's an amazing return compared to the previous number sevens. But, you know, I, I mm. actually think he has yeah. to start now. United because he, he definitely offers much more than a month you know I actually yeah. just think he's actually yeah, a yeah, good yeah. striker like I don't know we I don't know about you but I might have written him off a bit too early like he's just he's definitely he's giving me big Ibrahimovic vibes where it's like he's not done yet there's still some stuff left in the tank no 100% I, I hold my hands up I, I thought he was finished deadly honest I thought he was I think it was the way PSG got rid of him. It was a bit slimy, like the way they just didn't even. He was there, but he wasn't even being played. Yeah, we like actually got, got sucked in by PSG's business, but maybe PSG. Obviously, we won't talk about them and everything. But it's just like first Cavani, first Silver. You're looking at them having their worst start to mm. the season. 
you try to do this whole clear out thing yeah. and ain't even bang like that so yeah but yeah but, yeah. On, but even in that game shout out to Wolfred and DD each and every time I made a post yes 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 yes, yes. do you know what people guys were replying to me about that first I thought I said he was the best DM I know you're saying he's kind of going towards that but that type of like tool commanding and I think he is quite he is ball progressive I think he does take the ball forward he does make good passes he's not fucking in between the lights but I think think he's really he isn't anything to rave about but he definitely just keeps it moving and just keeps it simple keeps it flowing when it comes to tackling hoovering it up sweeping it up all that type of stuff amazing at that and yeah no like I'd even go as far as say last season I was going to say a couple of seasons but last season when Leicester were on that good run of form he was the best defensive midfielder in the league obviously he did get injured and um, yeah. Hoiberg yeah. came in went in amazing form but you know mm. let it be said Wilfred Ndidi is coming back for his crown step aside it's his throne yes. I'm hearing names like I don't know I'm not even going to diss no guys because I actually rate a lot of DMs in this game but I feel like Ndidi is the yeah. best but yes yeah. that was that game that was that game we'll close it off with the last message that I feel like yeah Sheffield are done now <laughs> it yeah. is peak because then they're not even like they're not getting battered do you know what I mean like, yeah they're getting no slightly really unlucky taking, like, the piss out of them but there's I don't yeah. know there's no type that really like when you got when you got times like Fulham actually getting a couple little one point here, one point there, West yeah, Brom. That's the thing. There's no like, way. yeah, it's long. There's no excuse, really. You know, at least that's one relegation spot certified there. So, you know, let's just hope. <laughs> Arsenal, you safe. know, you know that result. We got, we got two, we got two teams to compete with. Not for trying to hit that forty <laughs> point mark, and then, then I'll stop worrying. Literally, literally. But yeah, man, it's been a it's been a good Boxing Day. Well, eh, compared to previous yeah. Boxing Days, I like I I'd, I'd say it's slightly disappointing, but it was still because they're 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 not doing all the games on one day now. Like they're yeah. spreading them out, like some some on the twenty sixth, some on the twenty seventh. And to be honest, as a football fan, I'm not mad. Even about New Year's that. Day as well. Yeah, it's something to something to watch every day. Yeah, literally, it's everyday football right now. So. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. But yes, yes, people. That was another episode of the 1-2 podcast. What's that? One one hour 42. Been there for quite a while. But, you know, we had to come back with a yeah. bang because we missed out the previous week. As I said, man, I was just tired and I got caught up with everything. But yes, this should be out by, by the time you're listening to this tomorrow morning and all of that type of jazz. We'll probably catch you guys in a couple of days, to be honest, because of the way the, the, the schedule's kind of set out right about now Christmas yeah. period all yeah. that type of chance but I feel I don't I can't really tell you when we'll next record so if we do catch you in a new year if you're listening to this by then yeah, you know have a great new year all that jazz all I gotta say and I'm, I'll it's make a post in it uh, in the coming weeks not even coming weeks coming days but a lot of stuff is planned for 2021 so all I gotta say to you guys is yeah. just stay tuned yeah, we're coming, we're cooking. Bigger and better, bigger I'm letting my bag, I'm loading, I'm loading. Where to, <laughs> where to Central C? But, 
yeah, that was yeah, another yeah. episode of One Two Podcast, episode twenty, Boxing Day special, brought by myself, Jay, and my usual co-host, Dave. Yep, accounts oh, back. By the yes, way, ah, <laughs> the main. What about that? The mains. I was meant to add yeah. that to the script. Bro. Hopefully, right. Hopefully, we're here for a good time, not a Galazzo. Oh, good time and long time. First people is back on Instagram, 75k up. Yeah. You know, as you saw, they ghosted, yeah, not yeah, ghosted, yeah. but like obviously you got taken out for certain reasons. But they're back in business. Yeah. Dropped to Ronaldo comp the other day, elite as per usual. Go check that out. Go run that up. Links sure, in the yeah. bio. You should know it by now. Appreciate you should know the drill. Go do that up. This is good bro. times. It's good to have you back, bro. Right, right in time for 2021. I was, I yes, bro. yes, yes, yes. But yes, mm. we'll catch you guys in the next right. episode. And yes, peace. In a bit.